look who's coming through the door. I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Why, hi there, my friend. Come on in. Hello, love. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Glad you're here now to spend some time with us on The Morning Show. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Please do. Make yourself feel right at home. Grab a chair, grab a cup of coffee, sit down, satispell, as they say. Talk with us, chat with us, listen to us. I don't know, spit at us, whatever it is you're going to do this morning. Just be part of the program. 8, 10, 10 minutes after the hour here, Watchdog Morning Show. Phone lines open at 304-232-8255. The text line open at 304-214-1600. It is a cold morning outside. Uh, 28 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We've got 22 at the Highlands. 20 in Elm Grove. We've got 24 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Going to be sunny today, a daytime high up to around 50 degrees. Tomorrow, pretty much the same, sunny and high of 54. So the next two days, really good days. Now, again, a cold and frigid morning this morning. You will need to probably, if you haven't done so already, scrape the windshield, you know, warm up the car. It's a very, very frigid morning. But the rest of the day, going to be good. Same way tomorrow, sunny and high in the 50s tomorrow. Rain comes in on Thursday and Friday. And we'll stay in the 50s all during the work week, but the weekend temperatures drop down to 40s um, or so, and then back into the 50s again next week. Uh, 28, I said 28 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 22 at the Highlands, 20 in Elm Grove, and 24 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. We'll be uh, talking with uh, Tom Scateri from our national correspondent coming up in a minute or two. Hoppy Kirchville coming up in the next hour of the show to uh, talk about what's Joe Manchin going to do now? Manchin is already... Uh, previously decided he was not going to run for re-election. Now he said he's not going to run for president. What's he do? I mean, does he just call it quits? Uh, Hoppy had some good conversation with Joe yesterday, and uh, we'll see, see what Hoppy, the mansion whisperer here in West Virginia, has to say. Uh, so that's coming up in a little a bit later on. And uh, plans to auction part of the justice property surrounding the Greenbrier are now put on hold by Carter Bank. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Um, we spent much of the last hour talking television, and I think we'll move on from that, except they do have a text here. Bob and I were watching True Detective, um, the, the uh, HBO miniseries. This is season four. I think season one was like 10 years ago or so. can't remember, but this is season four, uh, True Detective Night Country, and um, we were talking about that in our review of that. Uh, text line 304-214-1600. Did you watch the Fare Thee Well to Ducky episode of NCIS last night? I did not. Um, Nancy and I actually we settled in to watch it, and then something else came up, and so we I heard they did it really. Was it Gibbs? He came back, Howard. I mean, I, 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 I didn't see it, so I don't know. It, th- th- maybe that the texter finishes with there was a surprise at the end. I didn't know if it was Denozo or Gibbs or I Ziva. Read, I mean, it could have been a few. I read somewhere that Denozo and Gibbs were both coming back, but I don't know if that. I didn't see it. I don't know if they're coming back, as in they're going to be there, or if it's going to be flashbacks or what have you is that a know. part of your tv uh watching for this afternoon oh how? yeah 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 yeah. We, <laughs> we i normally watch shows the next day i like to binge them or stream them when i can i hate to start watching a show. it's terrible you know network television you, you can't get up and go away you know uh so i can't pause it so i tend to let them go to the next day last night i really wanted to see this ducky episode of ncis um, and so Nancy and I, we settled in to watch it. And then I think she got a phone call or something. 
And so we, I said, if we miss two minutes, that's it. We're not going to watch any. And that's it. Now we're going to watch the whole thing in its entirety. So we'll do that today. Uh, so to the texter, did you watch the episode? I did not. I intend to do so today. There was a surprise at the end. I have read somewhere, but I don't know in what way, manner, shape, or form. Many of you may know because you watched it last night. I heard that both Gibbs and Denoso would be would be back somehow, some way. Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of old NCIS episodes. Dave McCallum was a great addition to that show. Ducky was a great character on that show. He was, and I've been hovering because I tell you, some days, Howard, when I you know I've got three hundred channels, when I will go down through the guide. You might find uh, older NCIS two, maybe three times in, in one day. You oh, know, yeah. there, there's other uh, networks carrying it. I'm, you know, I like Kate, so I can do the first two seasons. See, I'm not a big fan of Kate. I okay. like Kate, but I love Ziva. You know, from two to five, yeah. two to six, that's really in the wheelhouse. They were they were among the best police procedural type shows ever on, in my mind, uh, NCIS. And so, the other thing though that's got me, it seems like there's too many NCISs anymore. You know, they had NCIS and then NCIS Los Angeles, which wasn't too bad. NCIS Los An- or New Orleans, which I actually enjoyed. They canceled it. And now you got NCIS Hawaii and NCIS Sydney. And I think there's something else out there. It's like, ah, man, NCIS is all over the place. Did you see the hook that they're using on uh, NCIS Hawaii, Howard? No. The two hot chicks are involved with each other. And no. That's not, <laughs> Might want to check that out, huh? I may have to watch the Hawaii show. But anyway, so the texter, I didn't see it last night, but I will watch it tonight. And again, I, I, I thought that, because I was, a, I, when, back when I was a kid, we would play Man From Uncle. You know, Man From Uncle was the big show. And we, I was always Ilya Kuryakin. My buddy was Napoleon Solo, and I was always Ilya Kuryakin. So uh, I always loved David McCallum and, um, I'm looking forward to watching the Ducky tribute they're going to do tonight. Well, uh, Tom Skateri is coming up with us next. Got a lot of things going on in the Ukraine, in Gaza, in the nation's capital. He'll share all of that with us next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mountaineers basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. 
Save big money on your next painting project now at Menards. Style your home with Pittsburgh Paints and Stains Ultra Interior Paint and Primer. It provides good coverage and a durable, washable finish that's easy to clean. It's perfect for any interior project. Get a gallon of Ultra Interior Paint starting at $9.97 after $10 rebate. Good through February 21st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Eight eighteen in the Watchdog Morning Show. The Poetry Man every Tuesday is also our Pentagon reporter and national correspondent. Tom Scateri is here. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Howard. <clears throat> Happy Tuesday to you. To you as well. How's your week been? Uh, the week's okay. Um, I'm a little bit uh, puzzled that Congress is the House has gone out for two weeks vacation when we have all these problems moving. Oh, come on, there's nothing really for him to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I would disagree, of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just been a very interesting. Um, this House under this new Speaker has just acted in ways I've never seen before, really, in more than thirty years here in D.C. And it, and he, I think the Speaker went and met with former President Trump the other day. There was a photo of him I saw somewhere together down at Mar-a-Lago. So he had time to go see President Trump, but not to get his troops here to do some work. Well, I'm not sure he can rally the troops. I mean, he still he still has good point. He, he still has a lot of dissension among the ranks. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I mean, I never, I was laughing to myself this morning, uh, thinking I never thought I'd be nostalgic for you know Kevin McCormick as yeah. speaker, but <laughs> at least they got a few things done. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know what they say: be careful what you wish for, you might get it. Yeah. So I mean, that, yeah. that I, I suspect, and I think I've read this. That there are some of those who who forced Kevin McCarthy out, who are now saying maybe we jumped the gun on that one a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean, I never was one. I don't think you and I ever talked about you know the idea of him going out as a good thing. Uh, I just didn't think it was. I mean, he you know he was just becoming speaker after that torturous path to speakership, and it takes him a while to get his footing. I'm not praising him necessarily, but you know you know he was part of he, he had an understanding at least how the system had to work. And yes. cared about that a little bit. That that prompted his doom, of course, ultimately in in the eyes of the the true believers, quote unquote. But still, that's what you need. Someone, I mean, look, we're looking at a bill now. Uh, I mean, the whole thing we've talked about before, the whole package with the border deal and the aid to Ukraine and elsewhere that the Republicans wanted, and they then they killed it in the Senate, and they won't do anything in the House. That it's just total disarray, and things are happening because of that inability to do anything. <laughs> The, the Republican Speaker, the Speaker of the House right now, needs to be particularly adept and adroit because they're losing members. He's losing his numbers, not, yeah. not to his own party, which is part of it. the problem is he's got a divided party. But, uh, you know, the, the margin of, of, of um, Republicans over Democrats is, is shrinking. Um, yeah, they lost the Santos seat up in Long Island in that special election and went to the, the Democrat who held it before. So that's one less, you know, Republican majority vote. And and so you you, you see this this the actual numbers shrinking uh, of mm -hmm. Republicans, and you see the Republican 
themselves sort of fighting among themselves. I mean, you, it, it requires a particularly good speaker. I'm going to go back to a name that some of my conservative colleagues are going to scream at, Nancy Pelosi. She knew what it meant to be Speaker of the House. She was able to hold things together, pull the coalitions together, uh, tame, tame the rogue elements most of the time. And Mike Johnson, I just don't think, has that ability. Well, Pelosi was very skilled in, in doing that. And, and I think that it's interesting to me that um, this is just a, you know, a guess that Democrats, at least of Pelosi's error, E-R-A, error and age, both in you know mathematical age as well as time in the House, are more adept at that because of the nature of the Democratic Party over the years. We had a lot of different factions in that party. And so, you, you know, Democrats became more skilled at pulling together their party for votes because they had to for a longer time, whereas Republicans, when I came to D.C., for example, they weren't as divided as they are now. That's a vast understatement. And they were also in the minority, which is a little bit different, but still – you, you had more of a, even when Gingrich took over as speaker, the, he was the, in the minority in a sense of his radicalism. But the party then still was more unified, and it right. didn't take him a lot of skills to you know deal with unruly factions. Well, isn't part of the problem, Tom? You watch this more closely than I do. Isn't part of the problem that we have so many folks who are now elected to Congress? who don't really have policy agendas or policy issues they want to deal with or don't really want to get serious about foreign affairs, they're really more grandstanders. Maybe that's a bad phrase to use, but they're more interested in getting on CNN or Fox News and or making the one-minute speeches or what have you. It's the publicity. It's the stirring things up as opposed to getting things done. That's just more and more of the people are getting elected to do that. I agree with that fully, and mostly in the Republican Party. There's Democrats like that as well. It's you know part of a whole shift in generational view of what Congress is about and duty to your country. I think that actually, even just to be fair, extends to the media as well. You know, I see a lot of more reporters now who are in it to do that post, to do that blog, to be that on that TV appearance. Then, then when you look at the stories they they push, they, well, a little bit of a restraint might have been better on that story. So, I mean, I think it's a generational thing as well, not being an old fogey here. It's the reality. <laughs> um, but, you know, but it is. But, you know, you get people like Lauren Ballman, or, you know, they want to tear down the government. They want to blow up the government, uh, this and that. And they don't come with any policy agendas other than that. And they don't have, they certainly don't come with the idea, well, I'm part of a, a great democracy here that we have to sustain and strengthen. Yeah, you don't you don't see from Bobert or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or some of those. You don't see any effort ever at talking about policy. And there are some critical policy things. I mean, we are looking at some serious issues involving international affairs with the Ukraine, with Gaza, and so on. Um, this is this is stuff where our elected leaders in on Capitol Hill should be digging in and really getting this, the people's work done, and they're not. You're hearing me chuckling, Howard, because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a, a funny to me a funny incident. I'm, I live in Maryland, right across the line from D.C., and I'm blessed to have an outstanding member of Congress in Jamie Raskin, who happens to be a Democrat. But for years, this district was also represented by Connie Morella, an outstanding Republican. So I've been blessed to have the person who represents me in Congress <clears throat> to be a very good member of Congress. Raskin is on <coughs> excuse me one of the same committees as Marjorie Taylor Greene. And there was a hearing the other day, probably on the border, and uh, she was saying something, and he asked, will the gentle lady yield for a question, you know, which is how you do it in a committee hearing. And she goes, no, 
I will not yield to you for a question, one of your stupid questions. All you do is attack me or President Trump. And so <laughs> Raskin says, well, would you yield for a smart question? <laughs> <laughs> of course, she just went off on me. It's funny, but it's not. Tom, it's funny, but it's not. You know, he couldn't. Re- you could tell he couldn't resist. You know, the needle her a little bit, but it isn't. It is not funny, but uh, you know that's the way it is. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some of the things that do need to get done. We still need to deal with some Ukrainian funding. We still need to deal with our supporting with for Israel, right? We do, and of the two, uh, Ukraine is desperate. Uh, look, Ukraine lost a major city um, a couple days ago. It was in the eastern Donbass region that Russia was never able to take in 10 years. They've held out for 10 years. It's an important crossroads. And the reason they lost, quite frankly, however, is they were running out of ammunition. And the Russians knew this. So the Russians pulled their forces together. All their planes were bombing these guys every day. They, were, they the Russians, were sending wave and wave of soldiers, conscripts mostly, over the line, kind of like World War One, And to be mowed down by the Ukrainians, but the Russians knew that this would use up their ammunition. Talk about being cold and calculating, huh? Right. And eventually, the Ukrainians had to make the tough decision to pull out. Otherwise, their troops could have been surrounded and, of course, then massacred. In fact, there's videos of Ukrainian troops captured, hands tied behind their back, being executed. This is a direct result of the fact that Ukrainians do not have ammunition. And it is, in large part, a direct result of the United States not being able to fund this like they have been doing. Now, the Europeans have stepped up even before this. They've boosted it. If you see the comments that I sent you some of, of some of the European leaders, they realize the, how the threat is now with the United States sitting on the sidelines. And they're very, very worried that Ukraine won't be able to hold back the Russians. Had the Russians have more, had the Russians have, the, let me start again, if the Russians had better military sense and more supplies, they would have been, they'd be able to mow through that part of the Donbass now because once the city fell, it controlled all the roadways in the area. That's why it's such a key location. The Russians can't do that, so the Ukrainians in Europe got a little bit of a break on that. But that's a direct result, Howard, of inaction by the U.S. Congress. Now, in regards to Israel, Israel has basically enough weapons to do what it needs to do. Uh, the aid that the United States is going to give it is, is in addition to that, as well as for backfilling stuff. They're not in the same desperate military situation as the Ukrainians. You know, in, in, back to Ukraine for a minute. It seems as if some, and I'm going to say in the Republican Party, I think they're all in the Republican Party, of the people I'm talking about, they simply don't feel an urgent need to stop Putin, to stop Russia. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to say they're supporting Russia, but you know we're lo- we're looking at at what is right now one of our most dangerous enemies, um, trying to spread its reign throughout that region, and there are many in Congress who just don't seem to care. I mean, they say, well, you know, just let it go. You're not incorrect at all. And in fact, I would say that you're underplaying and you're giving them too much of a benefit of the doubt. I like you. I'm not saying they're in Putin's pocket. But you don't have to be you know, directly in someone's pocket to still do things or not do things that helps their agenda, and that's what they're doing. I mean, Putin can't be happier than the fact that these Republicans uh, and whoever are stalling the, the funding for Ukraine or killing the funding in Ukraine, because he knows Ukraine against Russia, and it's not just Ukraine against Russia one-on-one. Remember, Russia's getting help from Iran, along with drones. They're getting some kind of 
help in ammunition from North Korea. And, you know, China's probably covertly helping them. So they're not out there by themselves, even though it's taken a toll on their finances and military. They still out, they outnumbered the troops I just were talking about, the Ukrainians, by 15 to 1, Howard, because they pulled all these conscripts. To, you know, they, they did what they had to do. This is what they were, they wanted to succeed. So uh, if my voice sounds excited, it's because you're absolutely correct. And, and to me, who studies history and, and has covered conflicts, you know, I, I see where this is going. And, you know, it's going to be a choice whether, you know, if, if Putin wins in Ukraine and continues, what's going to happen? And it all, a lot of it will depend, of course, who becomes president of the United States as well. You know, um, Putin's playing a longer game than I think too many of our elected officials recognize. I, I jumped this morning when I saw some notes you sent me. And it said, today's the 10th anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I thought, my God, has it been 10 years? And then I remembered, right. no, the most current incursion in Ukraine has been, what, two years ago? Two years. Two, two years, years ago. Yeah. No, but but 10 years ago, he did indeed invade Ukraine. In fact, he got the Crimea as a result of that. That's this right. has been a long-term goal. This is not a short-term thing for him. This has been a long-term goal. You know, I thought of this this morning uh, as I was walking my dog because uh, it's a lot of quiet time. It gives me a good time for reflection in that bad guys often play the long game and do it so well. Look at what Hamas did in Israel. Now, Hamas cannot beat Israel one-on-one in a straight you know, type of conventional warfare. So what did they do? They're playing the long game. They're thinking that we're going to attack. They have this horrible terrorist attack. And let's not pretend otherwise not. Worst I've ever seen. Israel, they gambled correctly. Israel would respond overwhelmingly and do what Israel is doing, alienating much of the world by what they're doing, Israel, creating divisions within the Arab world about recognizing Israel, another goal, et cetera, et cetera, you know, drawing away support perhaps from the United States, et cetera, et cetera. It's the long game. That's their, that's their goal is to, you know, drive Israel out of the region and to weaken support for it. But they don't think they can achieve it now. But they're going to start these seeds. Iran's the same way. China's the same way. All the adversaries in the world play long games because they can afford to do it. That's their method of doing it. Whereas we are involved in, in theory, making the world better, improving citizens' lives in our countries and elsewhere, et cetera. It's two different kinds of games. But, you know, and I'm going to be highly cynical here. The short term that so often we're seeing on our side of things on Capitol Hill is what's what does this mean for my next election? Exactly. You know, we're not looking at the, too many. I'm not saying everybody, but too many are looking not looking at the big picture, not looking at what Putin has wanted to do, not looking at what uh, Ga- the, the Gaza, you know, what's going on there. They're looking at, hey, how does this impact my own election? Go back to Trump not wanting to have Ukrainian money sent because he wanted to use it for an election uh, point. Uh, we, we worry that you talk about short term. That's the short term we live in. We live in the short term of how does it benefit my next election? Exactly. And, and you know, but that has consequences. I mean, it's what's today? This is February. So we have, what, eight months, to elect, six months to election, maybe six, mm-hmm. seven months. You, Ukraine with no ammunition for six, seven months. That's it. I, I hate to think when we're going to wake up on a, that Tuesday to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk about the death of Putin's critic, uh, most vocal critic, Nav- uh, Nav- Navalny. 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 Um, 
that certainly stirred some things up in Russia. His widow certainly spoke out ag- aggressively this week. Yeah, you know, talk about bravery. Here's a guy who knew when he went back he was probably going to be arrested, but he felt strongly for the cause. He, you know, reading his words, you know, I love Russia. I'm going to do what I can to make Russia a, better, a beautiful place. You know, you think, is this, this guy have all his marbles? And he did. But he was, I, I just admire his bravery. He, he, he kind of knew he was going to die. I, to me, I thought it was just a matter of time, as, you know, he'd die in Russia uh, or if they didn't kill him or torture him. But, you know, the widow spoke up at the Munich conference, which is a gathering of defense officials in Munich last weekend. And she spoke up and she didn't cry. She says, we don't cry because that's a, a victory for Putin. Mm. Isn't that amazing? You know, <laughs> and you know, she was very forceful in, in her remarks in her own way. Now, can she rally the, the you know, rally uh, the folks in Russia and elsewhere like him? Probably not like him. He was a he was extremely you know he was a unique individual in many ways. And the way he was able to capture the imagination of Russians afar and within, even from his jail cell. But nevertheless, you know the flame is still burning, and, and she is burning. She has it strongly lit, and, and is rallying people. How will it impact the United States and Russia? Again, with Putin there, I don't think he cares. You know, and he's doing what we just talked about. He right. has his plan. Yeah, I mean, he kind of, yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't care. He moves He moves in his own way. But before I let you go, we should, listen, you know, we, we should not be so totally critical of Putin. We should not think he's so hard-hearted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's a nice guy. He gave, he gave Kim Jong-un a pretty nice gift this week. Yeah. So, I, yeah, he gave Kim a car as a sign of his personal... <laughs> Special personal relationship. Uh, according to Mr. Peskov, Dmitry Peskov, the spokesperson at the Kremlin, the, ca- the car was an Aurus, an A-U-R-U-S. That's a luxury automaker that was just founded in 2018. I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, they already make Russia's state, official state cars. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you won't be able to get one probably in Wheeling um, <laughs> or here in D.C., hopefully. <laughs> Uh, during Kim's visit to Russia last September, Putin showed him his limousine, his Aris. And, and, and Kim loves cars, by the way. That's one of his weaknesses. He showed off his car to Trump when Trump and he met. So anyway, so it, Putin gave him one of these Aris's. For, and, it, Putin, and, and here's the interesting thing, Howard. I didn't put this in your note, but Kim's sister, you know, who's really a hardliner, she, was, uh, she couldn't believe it. She was so excited and laughing and giddy. She was described as being giddy, and I, I somehow I'm, I'm not making that connection with her, with her. But nevertheless, a good day in North Korea, at least. They got they got a, a good Russian state car there. That's that's great. All right, Tom, appreciate it as <laughs> always. You know what we? I, and I'm kind of glad we we managed to get through a day without talking about Trump. Yeah, hey, there we go. We got other, we ca- got Trump things we could talk about, but we'll let them go for another day. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, right. Howard. Stay Good talking there. to you. Talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Tom Scateri, the poetry man, the Pentagon reporter here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8.36, 24 before the hour as we head over to the news desk of the Big 7. And Taylor Long. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 20th. Audrey Williams, a resident of Glencoe, shared her distress with 7 News about how water runoff is wrecking havoc on her home and her property. 
She pointed out the trouble started when a well pad was constructed in their vicinity. Now every time it rains, they have to deal with water gushing into their lawn and seeping into their basement. Despite their concerns, the gas and oil drilling company responsible for the well pad remains adamant that their operations are not the source of the water issues. However, Audrey insists that they never had such problems before, not even during the floods of 2004. She says she has knocked on every possible door for help from the Belmont County Commission to the governor, but to no avail. Ascent Resources, the well pad owners, shared with us that Audrey has reported water issues to Congressman Bill Johnson back in 2012, a good three years before the well pad was even built. They also clarified that the road near the house has been there for a long time and hasn't been modified by them or any previous well pad owners. Stay with 7 News for updates. And investigations are ongoing into a series of robberies in Belmont County. The latest incident happened at the Rich Oil Gas Station on Noble Street in Bel Air. The suspect, a six-foot-tall white man dressed in black with camo-striped sleeves, demanded money without showing a weapon and fled north. He's believed to be linked to two other robberies in Bel Air. If you have any information, you're urged to reach out to police at 740-676-3322. In other news, there's a search underway for a thin-built robber who dashed into the Colerain Dollar General on Friday evening, swiped the cash register drawer, and made a quick exit. Dressed head-to-toe in black, the suspect was last seen heading west in a vehicle. Belair police are trying to figure out if this is the same person behind the other robberies in the area. If you've got any information that could help, you're urged to call the Belmont County Sheriff's Office at 740-695-7933. To avenge a loss to UCF tonight in Morgantown. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restriction supply, see site for details. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Game night for the Mountaineer basketball team. West Virginia at the Coliseum taking on the Knights of UCF. Second encounter between these two teams this season. Back on the 23rd of January, West Virginia was beaten up by UCF. Final score was 72-59. to The game was pretty much out of hand by halftime. Knights had the lead, 37-24. to The two teams played even in the second half. Go back and take a look at the numbers in that contest, and neither team shot the ball well. In fact, West Virginia just 36% from the field, and UCF just at 37%. But West Virginia got pushed around. This is a UCF team that plays extremely physical if you let them play that way. Now, Keep in mind, West Virginia was playing that one without Jesse Edwards. He will be in the lineup tonight. As for UCF as a whole, they come in running a three-game losing streak. Most recently, losses at Texas Tech, at BYU, and 
this past weekend against Cincinnati. Since they've encountered West Virginia, their only win came at home against Oklahoma, a 74-63 victory. This is a UCF team, obviously in its debut season in the Big 12, which currently sits at number 12. They are 13-11 overall. 4-8 4-8 and eight in league play. A win here by West Virginia tonight would also give the Mountaineers a fourth conference victory. We invite you to join us on MSN Radio this evening. The opening tip set to go at 7 p.m. Our pregame coverage begins at 6, and we'd love to have you with us. That is today's Mountaineer Report. is brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Is protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging great conversation continues now on the watchdog morning show with howard monroe Monroe. brought to you by wvu medicine It's 17 before the hour, 28 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 27 of the Highlands, 22 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 28 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studio. Sunny, high today, around 50. Nice day today, nice day tomorrow. Going to start out again cold tomorrow, just like it did this morning, but tomorrow, sunny, a high of 54. We'll stay in the 50s all the work week, but rain comes in on Thursday and Friday. Drop down to the 40s on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I, for anybody who cares, Bob, I don't think you care about the lobster, but uh, Red Lobster does not yet have their registration part of the uh, all-new Lobster Fest special up. Uh, we talked earlier this morning. Lobster Red Lobster is announcing today some kind of a, a de- well, it's not some kind of a deal. It's um, you have to register, I guess, and you get uh, they'll draw 150 names who get two hours of all the lobster you can eat. I don't think I could eat two hours. I was thinking that sounds like a D.K. Wright story. You know, if you're chosen, she might have to take her camera over there and do a story on can Howard do it? Can I do it? Can can I make it? Have you ever done any one of one of those, you know, can you eat the big burger or those, you know, some, some place have those kind of contests? No, the place that uh, you and we, we have been there for a while was Van Dines. Van Dines did that, yeah. And uh, a big helping of French fries and a, a br- big burger. And I know one of those guys on the wall. Do you really? And he's a little guy. I don't know how in the hell he ate that much. Well, it's like Joey Chestnut. 
you know, with the hot dog thing. He wins every year, and he's a little guy. He's not like he's not a sumo wrestler. Yeah, I bet he weighs 150 pounds, exactly. something like that. You less, know, certainly less, way less than me. Right. Um, anyways, I went to check. So the idea is you're supposed to go to Red Lobster's um, social media pages: uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. What am I forgetting? TikTok, Instagram, so, uh, X, uh, any of those, and look it up. I did go to the Facebook page. And all it says is coming soon. Coming soon. Be so persistent. I'm, gonna, I'm keeping this page right in front of me. The moment they open it up for this, I'm going to look at the, the. You can't see this because there's no video here. They're serving all this lobster to somebody here. He's eating them. Oh, there's like t- a tail after tail coming. Oh, man. Uh, you're not a big lobster fan, though. You're a shrimp I'm guy. I'm not. I'm a shrimp guy. You're a shrimp guy. Yeah. So endless shrimp works just fine for you. Yes, I can uh, do that. Uh, a little bit of fries. But I tell you, and this sounds really stupid, but that's me. What really has helped winning, winning me back into the fold at Red Lobster? The biscuits. And the salad. Yeah. This, you know, they, they used to be, and a lot of people don't pay attention to that. And when you're getting into something that all you can eat, well, maybe you shouldn't pay attention to that. <laughs> but, but their salad has really rebounded where... There's nothing left in that bowl. When I'm, when I'm done with it, give me two biscuits and that bowl of uh, salad. Yeah. Oh, man, is that great. Yeah. Uh, the last couple, uh, You and I had a bad ex- – not a bad experience. It just wasn't very good. It, it wasn't up no, to the normal – it wasn't. Like the know, old days, for expect. sure. But l- lately, uh, as we've been – as I've been, been there, on a roll, I, think have, I don't think we've been there together since then. But, um, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, I've had great experiences over there. And I'd like to, I'd like to take a stab at the two hours. I, you know, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do two hours worth of lobster. What if they put a time limit on you? Yeah, Either two hours or all the lobster. That, well, you, uh, it's only twelve. You get twelve one and a quarter pound. I don't lobsters. think you can eat twelve. Who in the hell can eat? 12? I could eat twelve. I could eat. I could easily do two. I think well, I that could, leaves you ten. Howard, what are you going to do with I, the other well, ten? Well, I'm thinking I'm not. I think I could manage four. I think four. I'd be like four. I'd be going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I think by the time they bring me number five, it'd be like. I don't know. You'd be whispering to Nancy, "Put these in your purse." <laughs> now, Mike Welling and I got thrown out of a crab restaurant in Ocean City a number of years ago because we just stayed there stayed all day. Too long. Yeah, you can't do that. It was a sh- soft shell crabs. And they were just bring you know one of those like a picnic table with butcher block paper on it, and they just come and big, dump big buckets of crabs there, and you crack them and eat them. We just stayed there all day. I mean, just more, 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 and they finally came and said, "Gentlemen, get out, gentlemen, <laughs> you you have to go now. You can't keep staying." But it says all you can eat. Get out of yeah, here. Where does it say the time limit? Yeah, yeah get out of here. Anyway, I, so I've checked that out just in case, um, in case you're curious. For you, uh, Bob, we have. Um, Games tonight, and I we should tell people about this because it's one of those ones where if you're interested in uh, local games, check the internet. If you're interested in, in uh, WVU, you can listen online, right? It is. Uh, the reason for that is uh, West Virginia is at home, and they will get started at 6 o'clock with their pregame show. Tip-off, as Tony Caridi just told us, is at 7. So that kind of makes us uh, do some uh, reshuffling here at the Watchdog Radio Network. People so, ask all the time, why do we do this? We have a contract yeah. with WVU. When they're on, they're, we got to put them and on. When WVU plays, we play them. Because we are the voice of, of the, the West Virginia. Yes, West Virginia Mountaineers right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. But we have uh, Wheeling Central Hoops. It's very easy. Everybody has a phone these days. Yeah. You know, just go to your phone. Your phone, your tablet, your computer. Watchdog.com. Yep. Watchdognetwork.com. Do say it again, Howard. Watchdognetwork.com. Yeah, don't pay any attention to me. Watchdognetwork.com. Very easy. It'll pop up and just uh, 
just click on the uh, sports streaming and uh, you will hear it. You'll hear it right there. So, uh, again, we, we are doing this uh, from time to time because of the WVU contract. And, and I say that like it's a bad thing. I mean, we're, we're happy to be the voice of the Mountaineers here in the Upper Ohio Valley. Uh, but that does occasionally mean we have to move our high school games to the streaming. And you're right, everybody's got it. You know, you can listen to it. You can listen to it on Alexa, for that matter, you know. Um, so just listen however you choose to. But it's an online stream. Just I thought we ought to mention that again. And if you want the WVU game, right here on the radio. And, again, that's watchdognetwork.com. Gotcha. Very simple. Watchdognetwork.com. There are three buttons there, WKKX, WVOI. Uh, tonight, if you click either one of those, you'll hear the WVU game. And there's a third button that says high school stream or sports stream or something like that. Click that button, and you will get uh, Jerry tonight. Jerry Ames. All right, so check that out. thought we'd uh, probably need to mention that. Frio Stack Auction Service text line. And we're going to talk to Hoppy Kirchival next hour about the Joe Manchin story. Manchin decided not to run for president. Therefore, what is he going to run for? He's not running for re-election. Uh, what, what does Manchin do next? Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Howard, I get that Manchin doesn't want to run. As a West Virginian, I do wish he was a candidate because I know he would work hard for all Americans. I bet he is tuckered out because he does put the pedal to the metal. I may have my differences with him occasionally, but I remain a big fan of his. He is one hardworking man, and I do appreciate all he has done for West Virginia. He's tuckered out, this texter says. I, I think that's maybe it may be, tuckered out. Maybe the bottom line. Just at some point, you get, no, I just, just no. And when your wife gets in a major car accident, he said he has said several times, including yesterday, that if the car that hit his wife, T-boned his wife, had been an inch off, she wouldn't have made it. Right. So, And that really hits home. Certain things bring it home to you. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Governor Justice and Carter Bank and Greenbrier Sporting Club auctions and so on. We'll do that coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 8.51. HP Excavating and Septic Cleaning has been serving the Ohio Valley for 48 years, offering septic, plumbing, repair, insulation, and excavation work. Don't let just any company work on your septic system. Call us today at 304-242-7443. Our number one business is your number two. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. My name is Waleed Garib. I'm an interventional cardiologist at WVU Reynolds Memorial Hospital. One thing that I would like people in this Ohio Valley and across West Virginia and really across the country to know, the goal of healthcare is not to help you get by. It's not just to keep you alive. It's to help you thrive. 
And if we can get you back to your 100% potential, that's our goal. And we're going to keep working at it until we get as close to it as possible. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open. And the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On a morning from a bogart movie In a country where they turn by time You go strolling through the crowd like Peter Laurie contemplating a crime She comes out of the sun in a silk dress Running like a watercolor in the rain Don't bother asking for Explanation, she'll just tell you that she came in the air of the cat. It is seven before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I'm sorry, I keep I'm keep looking at these these people eating lobster on this. I gotta I gotta turn this red lobster page off because I'm just looking at them eating lobster and it looks good. I should point out, I suppose, you know, uh, you and I like red lobster and I, I absolutely do and I love their lobster fest and I love their lobsters and I like their crabs and so on. Um, you know, there are a couple of local restaurants that do good, do good lobster as well. Uh, Abby's on the island has great lobster tails, and uh, Figaretti's does lobster tails too. So a couple of, you know, you don't have to go to Red Lobster. You can, but you don't have to. Hey, Bob, here's a suggestion for you and me off the Frio Stack Ox Service text line. And that is? See if you think this is what we should do. You two guys should go to the cafeteria at the Krishna's. It's all vegetarian, but it yeah, tastes nice. but it tastes great. Yeah, I bet it does. I have to say, it tastes so good that I'd never eat another animal as long as I live. I've been to feast with the Krishnas before. Yeah, when I was a young man, Howard, I thought, oh, what a good way maybe to meet some Krishna women. <laughs> Parked a pod. He said, Nah, yeah, nah. Said, I've got them. I've got them all. <laughs> I've got them all to myself, <laughs> And guess what, boys? Uh, don't drink before you come out here again. So that was kind of the end of that. Um, we used to we used to broadcast in the Krishnas occasionally. Um, and one of the lines I always remember, and it's in retrospect, knowing now what we know about the Krishnas, and I'm talking about during the times of the Troubles, when Swami Bhaktapad was in charge, when people were being murdered and buried on the property and, and it was child, all that, you know, that stuff is gone now. I want to be clear about that. But the, during the days of the trouble. Uh, we would broadcast occasionally. I remember one time I'm there, and one guy came over to me and goes, Howard, you will always have a home here. And I'm thinking. Ain't that nice? I, I, I don't think I <laughs> <laughs> See, we were young. We thought they were being just so nice to us. Well, they, but they, were, were. they were recruiting. Yeah. 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 But, again, our drinking on the way out, that was, that was a little bit of a problem, too, Howard. <laughs> so it, it says, if, it, so should we, you want to go to the, uh, the all-vegetarian buffet? No, nah, I've done that. I think I'll pass. I'm going to go to Red Lobster, Howard. I think I'm with you on that. <laughs> Listen, uh, I want to talk about Carter Bank for a minute. The uh, auction that's coming up, well, is not coming up, but was scheduled for the um, – uh, auction of the Greenbrier Sporting Club. It's not the Greenbrier Resort, but it's the property surrounding the sport, uh, the, the Greenbrier, which is private equity property. People buy into the sporting club. They get a piece of property there. They get a house and all that kind of good stuff, plus club amenities. Now, part of the property that was going up for, for auction is part of the Sam Snead Golf Course and some other Greenbrier properties, but uh, it's not the Greenbrier itself. Uh, Carter Bank, who is owed $300 million by the justice companies and who has been given the green light by the courts to go get him, 
has said quite clearly, we're coming to get it. So they put these things on the auction block. However, this week, and uh, Steve Adams told us this yesterday in a throwaway line, which I didn't get. In the midst of our conversation with Stephen yesterday, he said, oh, by the way, that auction is gone, is off the auction, is off the schedule. I kind of half heard that. I didn't pay attention, didn't follow up on it. Uh, but Carter Banks says they will delay their plans to auction off the governor's sporting club. Um, Carter Banks says it understands the homeowners. Remember, this is a place where I always wondered about this. The homeowners buy that property. They buy into it. How can the governor, you know, how can Carter Bank auction off property that I, I just bought? Uh, Carter Banks says it understands homeowners within the Greenbrier Sporting Club are very interested in this matter. I would think so. And they're considering action of their own. I would think that as well, because I would think that unless there's some kind of clause in their contract, I mean, if you buy a piece of property from someone, don't you, how can they come and auction it off underneath you when it's not your property? Well, if it's not paid in full, if you're, I guess, if you know, yeah. now they own it. Uh, JJ doesn't own it anymore, Howard. Yeah. Got a new I, sheriff in town. I guess, I guess. Um, so, and I think we talked this a couple of days ago. This is getting so complicated, this this justice financial thing. Now another bank is suing Carter Bank because they think Carter Bank is going to get their $300 million, and this other bank says, well, we're owed some money too. So instead of going after justice, they're going after Carter Bank, who they think will get the money from the justice company. I mean, it's... It's getting so complicated anymore. Before but, I got excited, I don't care, Carter Bank, whatever bank, is there $300 million out there? No, there's not $300 That's million. what I'm thinking. No, so why are you getting excited? It's not out there. Well, I have a suggestion for a Governor Justice, and I will share it with you coming up in the next hour of the show. So Goodness. Goodness. I've got an idea for him that I think maybe help him out without having to lose the Greenbrier. Uh, that's coming up in the next hour of the show. Hoppy Kirchwell coming up next hour as well. We're going to talk about uh, Joe Manchin's decision to not run for president, already not running for re-election. What is Joe going to do? Is he literally going to hang it up? Is it time to say thanks, but uh, I've had a good run? Uh, Gail and I are going to go travel and do whatever. We'll talk to Hoppy about that coming up next hour. It's 9 o'clock. ABC covers the world. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. All of a sudden it felt like an earthquake hit my house, but from above thought that the tree had gone entirely through the uh, wall of my house. One of many in Southern California dealing with another day of torrential downpours that have triggered mudslides and fallen trees like that one in Santa Rosa. In Los Angeles County, ABC's Matt Gutman says the weather has killed at least one person. In Santa Barbara, authorities reporting a fatality after a woman's body was reportedly found in Mission Creek Monday. Officials urging residents to exercise caution. We ask you all in Santa Barbara, please stay away from the creeks. They're absolutely 